Hi, everyone. Welcome to another segment of Equity Breakdown, where you'll find short, no bullshit overviews of public companies. Now, COVID has flipped a lot of industries, forcing companies to instantly pivot or face the market forces that will eventually come to fruition. There are certain industries, however, that have spawned and accelerated their growth during this tumultuous year. For a while, at-home fitness has evaded the technology invasion. However, there is one company that seems to have created the perfect recipe so you can finally escape the Tony Horton torture. Today, we will break down Peloton, the company that aims to revolutionize the fitness at home. Ticker symbol PTON. Now, Peloton is a fitness technology company that uses an interactive software platform to offer an immersive and connected fitness experience. The company merged fitness equipment, the Peloton bike and treadmill, with software and created a community of fitness addicts. Simply put, they have the trifecta, equipment, technology, and media. The company was built on a vertically integrated fitness platform, securing end-to-end experience. On top of that, it consists of the following offerings. You have the Peloton Bike and Bike Plus, which is a well-built stationary fitness bike. And their new bike, which is called the Bike Plus, also offers rotating display that allows for floor-based exercises. Resistance on the Bike Plus also adjusts automatically with the class program. A powerful sound system is also included. You also have the Tread and the Tread Plus. So well-built treadmill with a shock-absorbing rubber belt, touchscreen, and sound system. The new Tread also has a floor-based exercise features as well, too, and is soon to come out in 2021. And then the software platform. So through connected fitness subscriptions, members can access classes through connected fitness products, understand the fitness performance, interact interact with the greater community at large. You have what is called Peloton Digital, which is an additional feature that has evolved from an app to provide fitness content, mainly non-cycling fitness content. And as of 2020, 38% of the workouts completed are now boot camp, strength training, yoga, meditation, and running. Now, the company produces original high production content and music to create a great consumer experience. The company's mission is to use technology and design to connect the world through fitness, empowering people to be the best versions of themselves anywhere, anytime. Now, the industry specifically. So the Global Wellness Institute estimates that the total global spend on wellness is $4.2 trillion. From that spend, global fitness represents around $600 billion. Additionally, 183 million and 62 million people had gym memberships globally and in the U.S. It is also estimated that 75 million people used treadmills and 27 million used stationary bikes in 2019. The industry is evolving and certain trends are emerging that Peloton believes are in their favor. First, increasing focus on health and wellness. We also have media streaming consumption. So global digital music subscribers are around 162 million and digital video subscribers are around 168 million. We also have community and shared experiences. And finally, convenience. So the total addressable market across the fitness industry, specific to Peloton, is estimated around 75 million households globally and 52 million in the U.S. in the long term. With their current product portfolio, they believe currently 20 million are addressed, with 50 million represented in the U.S. So currently, fiscal year ending 2020, the company has achieved 1 million connected fitness subscribers. So representing a 7% penetrated market share relative to that 20 million specific to their portfolio. So there's plenty of growth opportunity. Now, the company's revenue is primarily generated through the sale of connected fitness, 
of products, the bike and treadmill, and recurrent subscription revenue through live streaming classes and on-demand exercise classes. So the bike usually ranges between 1,800 to 2,300. The bike plus, the more expensive one, the premium version, 2,400 to 2,900. The treadmill 2021, the economical one, is going to be around 2,400, and the tread plus is a whopping 4,200 to 4,800 price tag. Now, Peloton All Access membership, which is connected to the product itself, is around $39 a month, and that's experienced 113% year-over-year growth. And then the Peloton Digital membership, which is around $12.99 a month, and that's experienced around 210% year-over-year growth with a free trial period of 90 days. Now, the following customer landscape is created based on the product and subscription sales. So right now, you have 1 million connected fitness subscribers, and that's been experienced since its inception about 107% K or growth. Now, connected fitness subscriber includes members who have also paused their subscription up to three months, but does not include canceled or unpaid subscriptions. So it's important to understand what that composes of. There's an average net monthly connected fitness churn of 0.62%. Uh, there's an average monthly workouts per connected fitness subscription of around 17.9. And a full workout is defined as 50% completion from the instructor. We also have under 64 million connected fitness subscription workouts across 12,000 classes, and that's experienced year over year of 250% growth. And right now, majority of those uh, workouts are in relation to cycling. And then you have strength and floor being your next top two. Uh, running and outdoor, unfortunately, are in the low end uh, of usage when it comes to the platforms. And then also 95% of connected fitness subscriptions pay month to month. So it's important to understand their, their commitment. And 2% of those connected fitness subscriptions actually own both the bike and the treadmill. So it's very rare to find uh, consumers owning both of the products. They usually uh, opt for one or the other. And in this case, the bike certainly outweighs a treadmill, maybe specifically because of the price. Now the Peloton membership base to three point is at currently 3.1 million as of June 30th, 2020, fiscal year ending. Member is defined as an individual who has a Peloton account uh, through a paid connected fitness subscription or a paid Peloton digital subscription. So it includes all forms of subscriptions here as a consistent to be a member. And as of fiscal year 2020, they've sold over 626,000 bikes and treads. Mainly, majority of that is bikes. And currently, they've also received an MPS score of 94. Now, the company aims to dominate the entire fitness at home experience. According to the SEC filings, Peloton has the following advantages. Network effects. Greater than 6,400 members participated in the cycling classes across live and on demand. Members can compete digitally, immersing themselves in the class. This brings the field of group workouts and more participants, the greater the competition, motivation, and sense of community. So the opportunity cost of members leaving actually becomes high. Then you have brand with original content. So the company utilizes a studio to deliver original content that cannot be replicated by competitors. Their content is diverse, including all major fitness categories. Original music is also created, building a content library unmatched by many competitors. This adds a lot of originality to the brand name. On top of the superior product as well, too. Engaging fitness experience. So the live fitness experience drives high retention. Connecting with the member is key and understanding what workouts are valued is vital to ensure relative content. On average, connected subscribers complete 24.7 monthly workouts, specifically as of Q4 of 2020. So you can see here that there's a lot of engagement and there's a lot of feedback in that loop to understand how you're performing also relative to your peers, which connects back to the network effects. Vertically integrated platform. 
in-house design of products, interactive software, and high production value fitness and wellness programs. Customer education, purchase and delivery, and service platforms are also internally developed. High-touch delivery system ensures quick setup for customers. So this vertical integration is a very strong uh, moat for Peloton. They've done everything from the product itself to the software, uh, as well as even to delivering it and servicing it to the customer. And then also more importantly, a founder-led team. So John Foley and his four co-founders are still in the leadership positions, and they wanted to create an immersive indoor cycling experience. So the focus was with the members' first approach. And on top of the founder-led team, you also have uh, 33 international experts at the company's features who are influencers, experts, brand ambassadors, and member advocates, and also trainers. So this is uh, the high talent that the company maintains to produce the valuable content. Now, the company does maintain a couple of uh, competitors as well as operational risks. So their main competitors are SoulCycle, Nordic Track, Precore, Flywheel Sports, uh, Life Fitness, and also more recently, Lululemon, uh, with the acquisition of Mirror, that particular product, which is also an at-home fitness product. Their product concentration is also risk. So a significant majority of the revenue is driven by bike sales. Uh, subscriptions are also highly dependent on bike sales. Uh, so product lifecycle, competitive price pressures, and declining consumer spending could affect performance. You also have manufacturing risks. So both Peloton's own and contract manufacturing facilities are in Taiwan. Now, Taiwan is a relatively stable country and very uh, well capable and reliable. However, impact on suppliers can severely increase costs and high demand increase can create delivery risk. So the company also relies on very limited suppliers. So not only is it located in that country, but it's also very limited within the country too, uh, which makes it very difficult uh, if unexpected events arise. Then you have the delivery network here. So the company is expanding its own last mile team, but heavily relies on partners currently to deliver products swiftly to their cons uh, customers. And then licensing of music. So while building in-house music content is there, uh, the company still relies on license agreements with record companies and artists to use music in their service. So fitness and music are integral components and must come hand to hand. And then you have the product recall. So brand quality is very important and any defects can create negative customer experiences. Recently, Peloton issued a recall of 30,000 bikes due to the pedal uh, breakages and customer injuries. So this is keeping that value that the brand offers. And if they consistently experience in the future any type of defects, that value uh, proposition will decline. Now, the company's founders and executive team are veterans in the e-commerce and product development. So you have the main co-founders here, John Foley, Tom Cordes, and Yanni Fang. And each of them have relative experience in uh, building e-commerce companies, uh, specifically also uh, being high leadership positions in Barnes & Noble, uh, and also founding product management type companies as well too. So very highly reliable uh, team who are also heavily invested. And very rarely do you find that the founders still maintain uh, those leadership positions after you, they go public. The company right now, in terms of the financial performance, is trading at around $135.62 a share, resulting in a market cap of $38 billion and an enterprise value of $36.5 billion. The company has also achieved $1.8 billion in revenue for the fiscal year ending of June 30th, 2020, a 99% increase over the, the $900 million earned in the fiscal year of 2019. 80% of the revenue was generated through the sale of products and the rest through subscription plans. And of course, majority of that was through bike sales. 
As of full year, uh, fiscal year 2020 and 2019, the company's net losses were 71.6 million and 195.6 million. So you can see here that the loss is improving, but still a loss. And gross margins for the business were around 45.8% and subscription gross margins were around 57.2%. So relatively high margins, specifically for the product itself, uh, as well as um, for the subscription service. The company's also generated adjusted EBITDA income of 117 million. So for the first time this year, they're profitable. And more recently, they've also maintained a 6.4% adjusted EBITDA in 2020 versus the negative 7.8% in 2019. So they're having some strong financial discipline here to achieve profitability. And of course, the company is expanding rapidly and the COVID crisis actually has accelerated the at-home fitness trend. So with consistent expansion of subscriptions at a CAGR of 107%, an increasing expansion also in the demographic area between 24 to 35 year olds, the company aims to eat up the fitness industry. And Peloton's current market value is 21 times its revenue, uh, uh, 2020 fiscal revenue, and uh, the enterprise value is around uh, 20 times as well. So not... Peloton plans to continue growth through the following categories, uh, product innovation, international expansion, greater affordability products, digital expansion, and content diversification. So they already have a new treadmill coming out next year, a more economically friendly uh, treadmill. Um, so to tackle that affordability piece, they want to expand internationally, uh, consistently diversify their content and retain uh, high level talent. Um, and then expand their services across other forms of digital uh, experiences, uh, evolving other forms of exercises um, and, and see where that lands. Well, guys, thank you. You can access and download the detailed report on the attached link, which will also include the summary and company infographic. And if you like the content, please make sure to share this newsletter, share this post or subscribe if you have not already. Thank you. And on to the next.